1: Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and the games that it puts out. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are two fantabulous co-hosts. First up, he's going to get my shoulders before I do, and it will irritate me to no end. Mitch, Mitch, Mitchell. Hey, Mitch. What's up? Hey.
2: Hey, Mitch is a character in The Hunger Games, too, so every time someone says that, I get a kick out of that.
1: Okay. That's what you're doing?
2: No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm getting your shoulders soon, as soon as this kite takes me to... Where I need to go.
1: I swear to God if you get them I will I will murder you.
2: I won't say anything if I get them. Just don't watch chat in the next like 10 minutes. Okay. I might say so, something.
1: I'm I'm so tempted to just leave right now. <laughs> but I can't. Who's the other we're co-host? We're doing another show and hopefully she won't get my, my shoulders too before we get started. <laughs> uh, and you don't even play a plate wearer, right? I do
0: not play a plate wearer and I can safely God. say that I have never seen your shoulders drop
1: from Orgos. Oh, thank God. Ever, I know people have usually paladins because paladins can't wait to tell me when they get them. Even to this day, <laughs> people I do you know paladins will just you know t- t- tweet me, "Oh hey, I got your shoulders!" Like thank you for letting me know <laughs> Ugh, these shoulders. I've killed Ordo's like pretty much once a week since he came out. Still no shoulders. They have my name on them. And I they won't drop for me. So it's going to turn into yet another Ashkandi thing where I had to kill that guy for seven years straight before he dropped it. Uh, but. Anyway, Anne, what have you been up to this week? Since we didn't actually even introduce you with Ann Stickney, she's does everything. She's practically running the site by herself. For, you know, practically. I was
0: busy. Wow. I was right, busy. Man. I was not in town. We missed our show last week, and I apologize for that. But I was out of town. I was visiting Blizzard, actually. And that was fun. I got to see a bunch of stuff. The Tracer statue is really big. It's, like, way bigger than you'd think it would be. You think it's big when you see photos of it. But in person, it's way bigger than that. Um. Anyway, so I did that. I checked out E3. Um. It was a convention. (laughs) I said hello to Fox Van Allen. Who says hello?
2: Huh? Did you play any games there?
0: I played Sonic. I played Sonic. Oh, that's right. Okay. And um, it was Sonic.
1: (laughs) That's kind of hard to you know. Although they have managed to mess oh, up the it's, Sonic franchise from yeah, time. They, they have, had the whole
2: but... new Sonic character look with the really long legs, and like, it's new Sonic, and then everyone hated it, and now it's no longer a thing.
0: Yeah, this one was just, it was, I mean, the guy who was at the demo station, he was trying to tell me how to use the controller, which was probably good, because I don't play console games, like, I'm a PC gamer, I don't usually play the console much at all, so... He handed me the controller. I'm like, okay, what does this button do? So I'm running around and just, you know, running into spikes and things because I don't know which button makes me jump. And once I figured it out, it was fine. It was just until then, I, he, the guy standing next to me had this look on his face that was almost pained because I was playing <laughs> that badly. <laughs>
2: what console was it on?
0: Uh, I want to say, I don't remember. I think it was...
2: There's it three, had, so... Huh? <laughs> There's three of them.
0: No, it had to it had to have been the PlayStation because the Xbox controllers look different. So this one, it, no this, it was like a smaller black controller, and it looked like a wasn't PlayStation a switch. Tr- the triggers. No, it was not a switch. Um, didn't actually, try out Odyssey. I went and no, I did not try out Odyssey. Fox tried out Odyssey. He liked it a lot, and then I visited with Fox at his home, and he had a Switch, so I got to play Mario Kart with him. Um, oh, nice. The Switch is. A ridiculously fun console. I I didn't quite like get it until I had it in my hands and I was playing it. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I get it now. This is great. We were gonna play Splatoon two, but he couldn't find the disc. Anyway, um,
2: wait, let's wait. Splatoon two or Splatoon also?
0: Splatoon as well, not Splatoon okay. two because that's not out yet.
2: <laughs> well, I was like, man, Fox has some connections. No, CVS is really working <laughs> out for him on the Nintendo front. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so yeah, E3 was entertaining, Blizzard was great, I had a lot of fun while I was out there. I met uh, Jesse from the Lost Codex, and I also met Matt, aka Necroxis, Um, both of them do YouTube stuff, lore stuff, so it was cool hanging out with them and having late night lore conversations kind of like we do in Slack, only face-to-face, so that was cool. Hmm. Um, and then I came back here and immediately jumped into 7.2.5 because I hadn't actually like played any of it yet. I didn't, I had to wait for it to install when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I left on Sunday. I wasn't there when it, when it dropped on Tuesday.
2: <laughs> uh, see, I'm really bad. I just leave my computer on all the time. Yeah. I, download don't, stuff.
0: I don't do that when I'm not here and I wasn't going to be here for a week, so it, you know turn your computer off give it a break that's what I do so yeah um that was kind of my week when I came back I played through the Kuromi scenario I have not made it all the way through it um I'm still working on that process but I'm enjoying that one a lot it's been a while since we've had solo content really good solo content I mean like really good solo content and this is this is amazing what they're doing here um I love how the story kind of facilitates how you have to repeat it over and over again, so it doesn't feel like a setback when you don't do it. It feels like okay, now I got I made it this far. Now I, it's like a progressive thing. I don't know. Anyway, you guys need to play through it.
2: <laughs> I, I I did see the the preview that they did on the Q and A, and I was totally like, oh wow, this is a lot cooler than I expected. And I wasn't, you know, expecting it to be bad or anything, but it just seems really cool. And I just haven't had a chance to try it yet but yeah. I want to.
1: I'm you just can... going to ask this because, despite the fact that I work for a, a Blizzard site, I somehow managed to not have this information. How does one start the scenario?
0: Uh, Cadgar has a quest for you. Okay, go to, go do, to do Violet. I have to get near him? Yeah, just go to the Violet Citadel. In okay, Dalaran. so not the Broken Shore, Cadgar. No, don't, no, not Broken Shore, Cadgar. Go to the Violet Citadel and Cadgar there. It's either just, is it Cadgar? No, wait. Yeah, actually, yeah, you you it's Cadgar. your You'd adventure guide him. and it should. I, you should you should be able to just go into Violet Citadel, and he'll have another quest, and he says, Hey, go check out what Chromie's doing, and then you go find yeah. it. Yeah,
2: or or just open your... Uh, I don't know. You might be able to open your adventure guide.
0: You can open the adventure guide, too, but what it does is he'll send you... He, he sends you to Wormrest Temple in Northrend, and uh, you can take a portal. There's a portal down below in Dalaran in the Mage Tower,
1: in
2: that portal area. Everyone forgets area. about those portals. Huh? I Everyone don't forget about the portals. I'm
1: always doing the old content, so no, I don't. I know what they're there. I well. forget
0: that they're there until they become relevant again suddenly, and then I'm like, oh yeah, those are there. I should use those, and then I promptly forget about them again. But regardless, once you do that, then you just talk to Chromie, and she kind of leads you through everything. Right. It's not—it's right, cool. not immediately obvious. You don't have somebody just pop up over your shoulder, tap you, and go, "Hey, Khadgar needs to talk to you." Which has been
1: the the case in Legion so far. I just always
2: assume he has to talk to me.
1: Well,
0: I mean, I think he probably has something to say no matter what happens, you know? True. I I think that he's always got something, maybe not necessarily the most relevant thing to say. What have you been up to, Rossi? Because you didn't say.
1: Oh, nothing at all. Let's talk about (laughs) 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 news. I've been up to trying to move us to news because that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, Necromancer Pack is out. Yeah, The Panther pack will be out for Diablo 3 next week, uh, the 27th, I think. So exactly one week from today. Yep. Um, and Mitch, you did the post for us or did Alex? Alex,
2: Alex did. The, but Alex it releases, did the post.
0: Yeah, it releases the 27th and it's $15 for... There was, it was actually
2: a funny story. Alex had just finished a post about like, oh, you know, we're getting 2.6 in July. The Necromancer is probably going to come right around that time. And as soon as he finished the post, Blizzard's like, yeah, Necromancer next week. At seven a.m. Pacific, <laughs> it was it was classic. So you
0: had to rewrite yeah. everything. Yeah, and I just much. deleted
1: the old post and run a new one. Uh, yeah, I was that's there for great. that. But yeah, that's so. If you've been looking forward to the Necromancer in Diablo three, you get to play it next week for fifteen bucks, uh, which isn't too bad for what is essentially kind of an expansion, but not really.
2: It's the two point six content you don't need the Necromancer for, and the two point six content. There's a decent amount of stuff there, so. There's a bunch of I mean, new
0: stuff that's happening there. I liked the whole idea of challenge riffs. I'm kind yeah, of looking forward to that. Because really cool. that sounds like that sounds like a good time and something a little bit different for Diablo. Did you hear about those, Rossi?
1: Very briefly. I did okay. hear about them.
0: So the challenge rifts, what happens with those is that like once a week they take a screenshot of like a character that has just a random player that's been playing Diablo. And whoever that random character happens to be, they take a screenshot of a greater rift run that they that they beat, and they turn that into a challenge rift. And what you have to do is you take control, you play a replica of their character with their gear and their talent build, and you play through the exact same greater rift that they completed, and you have to beat their time. So it's not so much about how good are you at making, you know, a Diablo 3 character build. It's more like, how can you adapt to somebody else's Diablo 3 character build? And can you, you know, beat what they did, beat
1: what they accomplished? Um, and then, of course... I'm going to apologize know... in advance to everybody who ends up playing if, I, if this ever happens to be my character because you will be you will not be challenged whatsoever and it will be re- pathetically, ridiculously easy for you to beat my time and you'll be like, that was lame. He was awful. So I, I'm sorry in advance.
0: It just sounds like it's going to be... It's like a different spin, I guess. That's what I appreciate about it. Because you, 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 aren't, you aren't in control of the character that you get. You just get kind of like a pre-made character. And you have to adapt to using that character. And, you know, beat that established time. And, of course, you know, if you beat it, you get loot. And the loot, you can claim it on any, any of your characters that you want. You just log into your character. Take it out of the in-game mail system. And it's all good, but yeah, that's two point six. That's got nothing to do with the Necromancer. The Necromancer DLC is kind of its own thing. So yeah, both of these things are good. Diablo doing some good stuff.
1: Good job, Diablo. Yeah. Uh, also, since we're talking about Diablo, we should mention this comes up every so often. But we did a story about it a couple of weeks back. Um, they they basically have put back up the job listing that they had when they were just before they did the Starcraft Remaster. They they're looking for someone for that basically that again and this makes us think that it's possible we're going to finally get either a Diablo 2 or a Warcraft 3 remaster along the same way. If you if you saw the Starcraft remaster, it isn't a huge change so much as it's just a graphical update.
0: It's kind of a subtle it's, graphical update, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so we're wondering if we'll get a Diablo 2 with a graphical update or a Warcraft 3 with a, with a graphical update. It's, it's it's not just a graphical update also make the game run properly on modern OSs because right now if you run like you know if you run starcraft on on a current computer sometimes it can be kind of wonky because it's it's built on like a much older operating system so there's there's some updates
2: warcraft Hmm? 3 is um like the cinematics i know have trouble playing like you'll get the sound but it'll just be a black screen sometimes on modern consoles
1: I can't it's, I can't talk about like Warcraft 3 because I haven't tried playing that recently, but I have Warcraft Beyond the Dark Portal over there that I've tried to run recently. And my computer is so much faster than my old computer that ran the, the game originally that it runs the game at like triple speed. <laughs> like, the little guys run around really fast. It's very hard. to. It's like you have to tell it. Oh, no. Slow this down. Wow. Like, Look, I'll help you. I'll run it faster. Isn't it better when a program runs faster? Not when it's a game. No. Gotta go fast. Yeah. So, so it's it's interesting that they've done the listing again. We don't know it, it we have no idea if we're gonna get any kind of announcement on that anytime soon, but that One is of something. These yeah. days
0: I need to stream because I have um do you remember the, the the Warcraft Adventure thing that never came out? The I
2: I was just thinking about that I have point it. Point and Click with Thrall Yeah, I got that too.
0: I have it. I keep thinking that maybe it, I should stream that at some point just it, for giggles. But I don't know easy. if it'll run.
2: Oh, it, it ran fine on mine, and I got okay. you know I have Windows 10.
0: I'm wondering if like Twitch would even stream that if OBS would pick it up. I don't know. I'll have to find out. I, if it I does, think I maybe I'll stream it. that at some point in the future because that was um, maybe maybe was they're something. going to make that one. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Somehow I don't um, think Deathwing on a hookah is going to make it to anything. I don't think so either. <laughs> um,
2: final thing to point out with that is the last time this job opening was posted, um, it was like a year and a half or two between the job posting and a StarCraft remaster announcement. So, like, don't expect anything anytime soon. It's just – or or expect something soon and be disappointed. I, I don't really care. You do you what do you want. do
1: you. Live your best life. Okay. <laughs> but uh, one thing we know that's happening – we're going to talk about other things that happened today first, but um, – right now we know that horizon lunar colony map is live today yep. right now in over i got the
0: patch and everything yeah.
1: if you want to go to the moon and find out what happened to those crazy gorillas the mission is go you can go that's you can go it's assault map. It. you can go
0: play the assault map with the yep. wonky gravity and all um yeah. the other thing we might want to mention in conjunction with this because this just came out like um, very short time ago if you have a Twitch Prime subscription or if you're thinking about getting a Twitch Prime subscription, that's when you connect Twitch to your Amazon Prime account you can get loot boxes and they're giving away, I think it's like five loot boxes in August and five in October. But beyond that, if you go ahead and link your accounts or if you do, if you already have Twitch Prime, you can log in to claim the code. You can get a golden loot box and the golden loot box guarantees you a legendary, a legendary oh, item. golden,
2: legendary.
0: Yes, but not the Hearthstone kind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just pretend. Oh, well, should we like, also mention the other Twitch news then? Which one? That just came out that Twitch has secured the rights to various Blizzard games. No, let's no. not talk about that.
0: What? Okay. I didn't see that. Anyway, okay. So that's obviously something I'm going to have to look into when we're done here. But
2: go, um, go ahead and TLDRs, Rossi.
1: I just did. That was it. Yeah.
2: Okay. But what do you mean by secured the rights?
1: Well, according to the the post that we had in work chat, I mean they've locked up exclusive distribution of several Blizzard esports properties. Oh, esports. Uh, okay. Yeah. Including the Korean-based Overwatch Apex League.
0: So. I wonder if that includes Heroes of the Dorm, because it'd be great if I didn't have to, like, look at Facebook.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't watch Heroes of the Dorm this year because of, I hate Facebook.
0: My dad was so disappointed that it wasn't going to show up on TV. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I was disappointed. Everyone was disappointed. Shame on you, Blizzard. Yeah. Just, just kidding.
0: You disappointed my dad. He was very sad. Yeah. Sad dad is no good. Anyway, but no, so Twitch is apparently going to be streaming these eSports things, which is great because Twitch is really good at that kind of thing.
1: Um, well, plus, as we pointed out previously, Facebook looked to be the only place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that.
0: The uh, So the golden loot box, all you have to do to do that is you... If you if you have Twitch Prime already, you can go over to Twitch Prime and it's in where you get your other rewards. There's a link there that you can click. It'll generate a code for you, tell you where to you know redeem that code, and then you can go pick up the box in game. I got a Safari Winston skin, so I'm really happy. <laughs> I didn't have. That I one. I need
2: to check because that that sounds cool.
0: Yeah, it was pretty great. Um and it's not just the one legendary item you get it it's it's a complete loot box. You have four things in there. It's just one of those things is guaranteed to be a legendary, which I think is pretty great. Um I don't I don't we've never seen that before. We've never seen golden loot boxes before. So I'm wondering if those are be- going to become a thing where every now and again as a promotional thing, you'll be able to get
2: a golden one. That would be pretty cool. Be I'm okay with neat.
0: that. I I would be okay with that. All right.
2: Anyway, Um, I just wanted to mention that while we were talking
0: about Overwatch.
2: I I have one more thing of news, but you can do the other last thing if you want, Rossi.
1: Oh, go. Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, we posted this like a week or so ago, and it hasn't been confirmed yet, but we might be getting the Summer Splash event in um, Heroes next week as well, in addition to the Necromancer. Oh, is that next week, you think? It's uh, data mining points next week. There's nothing confirmed, but uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, which has the sexy taika skin and a uh, tracer with water balloons that will explode.
0: And the water guns and, and all of that.
2: Apparently, a like a pool-themed brawl with Bikini Stitches, who, bay. I mean, need I say more? Exactly.
1: No, no please don't. <laughs> I don't hey. want to hear any more Bikini sketches. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm what was the of, last
0: thing I'm there? I'm
2: thinking of a word that Anne doesn't like. Yeah, I I'm think you sure did
1: not say that word. Anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, the last thing to mention is actually a two part thing. One is that, you know, as Anne already mentioned, patch 7.25 came out last week while we weren't here. So that should be mentioned. That's live now Uh, this week, as in right now, the Tomb of Sargeras is live as as we're recording this. It has already been beaten and the cinematic probably for normal or heroic mode, because that's the only two modes that are out, um, has already been witnessed. There's uh, if you've if you've seen it. Yeah, that happened. Uh if you haven't seen it you- nothing goes- happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, obviously stuff happens. Come Keep on. Keep
0: in mind that um LFR for Tomb of Sargerasat opens next Tuesday as well as mythic. So the only two modes yeah. that are available right now are normal and heroic. Um Yeah. Get yourself and in a uh, normal raid.
1: If there's if there's a special mythic version of the fight we don't know much about it yet, but uh yeah, LFR won't, LFR won't open the last fight for a couple of weeks at least. I think it's like close to a month.
2: It's uh, August.
1: Yeah, so more like 2 months. Yeah, if it's so, anything
0: like if it's anything like how Nighthold released, it's going to be a while before we see the end boss.
2: Yeah.
1: But um you know, right now uh, the we, the the raids effectively the raid has been beaten. We we've seen the cinematic, we know how it ends. If you've watched it. If not, well, that's out there. You, you'll get to see it when you either do the fight or when you do see the cinematic for yourself. Just be, but, fairwarn-
0: yeah. be forewarned. If there are spoilers out there. People are going to be talking about this. so
2: Yeah, I did make a, a spoiler chat in Discord as per requested because people want to talk about it. So there's yeah, that so if you want to talk. That's good,
0: yeah. You can go to but, the you know, Watch Discord if you want to
1: and talk in the spoiler channel. But don't
2: spoil it anywhere else because that makes you a duty face.
1: But you should be aware, like not just the Tomb of Sigaris is out this week. Uh, there's also been a lot of class changes through hotfixes, because they did some, and they they released 7.25.5 a week early so people have time to get used to their class changes. Uh, also, this week, in addition to that, with the tomb opening, you can now, if you open a, an emissary chest or do your mythic or whatever, uh, your legendary can will drop at 970 instead of 940 they've bumped up the level of legendaries to 970 the uh upgrade quest is now in the game uh you you can start the upgrade quest to upgrade your current there, legendary there's 970. been
2: a little confusion about that i think it's working now though i think you just have to talk to a dude in the blacksmithing place in the blacksmithing this-
0: place yeah he's got he's got a quest and you ex- accept the quest and you get writhing essences i think is what they're called
2: yeah, yeah. I want
0: to say writhing I picked up some of them today just through emissary caches From doing world quests and things like that They do not drop from the paragon caches They only drop from the emissary caches So if you oh, have an emissary up Yeah, I think that's because They don't want to force people to grind paragon reputation If they don't want to Thank God. And you know if they put writhing essences In those paragon boxes People would feel like they are now obligated To grind paragon rep They don't want people to feel like they're obligated to grind that it's just a bonus thing. So emissary caches, you know, the ones where, that you get where you complete four world quests in a zone and you pick up that thing. It has those in there. And then I think it's like the mythic chests.
1: Yeah, the mythic mythic thing you get every week.
0: And then so. there's one other place that it comes from and I can't remember off the top of my head. But
1: I thought it was uh, one of the raids, wasn't it? Nighthold, I thought. I don't it might be from this. Tomb of
0: Sargeras then with the riding ones. It might be from Tomb of Sargeras where you can get them. But yeah. <laughs> Um, the quest that they send you on, you need 50 of them for one upgrade item. I don't know if additional ones require
1: more than 50 or not.
2: Um, I think it's the same as last time, or it's just going to be 50 every single yeah. item.
1: Okay. So that's it, how that works. It's also um, worth to pointing out, in addition to those changes, uh, in addition to the new legendaries, that there's a... If you're doing Mythic Plus, this week's this week's uh chest at the uh, beginning of the reset will be plus 10 but as next next week if you go you can go up to mythic plus 15 and have a chest that gives up to mythic plus 15 gear they've made a change to that so that'll start if you do your mythic this week up to plus 15 it'll get you there the the chest that you get plus, next week will be with plus 15. plus
2: plus 15 is the new high level you want to do for maximum weekly cash
1: basically yeah so it's it's now up to plus 15 So next week, if you do it, if you do your Mythics at 15, you'll get a a Mythic plus 15 chest next week. So that's, you know, that's pretty much everything for this week um, in terms of news or everything we have. And so I guess we move on to emails then. So, Anne, do you mind reading the emails for us? You want to tell people how to email us? No. Nah. (laughs) Uh ah, we've done it so many times. No. If you have an email for us, uh, please send it to podcast at com. Please put um, podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for the show. And uh, if you can try and keep them relatively short so they can be read on the air just as conveniently as possible, we, re- we appreciate that because, you know, we do have to read the emails to people. So we want to try to get as many of them in as possible. And the shorter they are, the more we can get in. Presumably.
0: Okay. Presumably. So first email is from Alexander. Who says? Hi, Watchers. What happened to Gens Queen? I remember escorting her carriage to safety in Gilnaeus and there may have been young children with her. I can't remember. Is she alive? Is she cursed? Is she in game somewhere? Thanks. Um, that would be Mia Greymane. and yeah, Mia. A bunch of stuff happened to Mia. Um, in the short story, which what was that short story? lord of his pack is that what was that one lord of his pack lord of his pack in the short story lord of his pack you actually she's on the boat um and gen was like on a different ship anyway uh mia her leg was broken if i remember correctly but she made it safely to teldrassil and then beyond that we haven't seen her presumably she's like in stormwind hanging out with gen only again's on the broken shore now. So who knows where she's at, really, actually. She's not in game <laughs> anywhere. Once you once you leave Gilnaeus and you travel across the sea to Calumdor, you don't see her again. Which is but kind of is a alive. pity. She is alive, yes. She's not dead. She is yeah. alive.
1: Canonically this is the story, she's alive and you know, the last time she's mentioned is the boat has Anne said. It's she isn't even mentioned to go gone to Stormwind with him, but it, we can assume that she did.
2: Yeah. If she... you've ever watched Game of Thrones, it's kind of like Gendry.
0: <laughs> uh, dear Gendry. Anyway, um, yeah. It's kind of a pity, actually. Cause I, I, she's the only... I think she's the only human queen in-game, really.
2: She's the only mother in-game.
0: She's Jeez. the only mom in-game. Well, I uh, know, because you have Agra, Varisa's but Agra doesn't quite count. And Varisa's Varisa. mom... But Theresa doesn't quite count. Uh, Mia is the only, like, I think that Gen and Mia are the only ruling couple beyond maybe Tyrande and Malfurion, but I don't think they really count I I don't think they really count either. So, you know, as far as the human kingdoms go.
1: The more you guys hate on Toronto Ty- and Malfurion, the more I like them just because you all hate them. Okay, well, the fact I fact that they, hate they, them. Everybody, uh, I'm talking to Mitch here. He just It's it's yet, its yet more bandwagon jumping where everybody just dumps on the guy. The more it happens, I, the more I... I don't dump
2: on Tyrande. I question her choice in men, but I mostly and, just dump on <laughs> Malfurion.
1: There you go. The more you guys do it, the more I defend them.
0: Anyway, so yeah. Mia's one of those characters that I kind of wish would actually make a reappearance just because she's kind of unique in that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, and I sort of wonder what she's doing while Gen is off hunting down Sylvanus and jumping off of roofs and being shirtless. Like, where is <laughs> Wait, she? Where is she? Frankly,
1: we could use her just because there's got to be somebody in Stormwind with actual practical ruling experience advising, you know, Anduin all those times Gen's off doing crazy stuff. Someone's got to be telling him, oh, no, this is how you do an actual thing a king does because he doesn't got anyone else. Yeah. It would be, you know, it would be nice to see it.
0: Here's how you do the else. paperwork, sweetie. I know how to yeah. do it. Let me teach you. Like that kind of I thing.
1: I want to go off in my hood and be hidden, mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doing... You never let me out of the keep. Uh gets out of yeah. the keep plenty. He gets out of the keep too much, is it quite frankly.
2: <laughs> Every time I see him I my leave the friends keep. friends are out of the keep more, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's our
0: he's the emo ruler that we needed no um all right so hopefully that answers well it doesn't really answer your question. she is alive. we don't know if she's cursed. I'm going to assume that she's not cursed because it's no, she, never well, been mentioned
1: no, she wasn't cursed it was never
0: mentioned um, yeah. and the last time you see her in game is in Gilnaeus and then you never see her again i I wish that' they just reinstate her somewhere like they don't even have to give her an active role just put her somewhere that's, so that she's visible. I kind of actually
2: hope they do give her an active role. Like, she just shows up at the end of a major lore point point. is like, I've been here the whole time.
0: Well, you've even got Tess. Like, Tess is actively doing stuff now. So, it's like, okay, well, Tess is actively doing stuff. Gen is actively doing
1: stuff. Where is Mia? She's following Tess around, you know, complaining (laughs) that she's risking herself.
0: Is she just like, I mean, is she out having brunch with people or something? I don't know what queens do. Anyway... I, I assume that there's branch involved.
2: Oh, there has to be.
0: <laughs> All right. Next email is from Andreas, who says, Hi, guys. Are the different magic schools of Warcraft, Nature, Frost, Arcane, Fire, Fell, etc., different kinds of magic or the same magic drawing power from different sources? Love the podcast, Andreas.
1: I would argue different kinds of magic, at least in some cases. Fell is very different than other kinds of magic because it is born out of the destruction, the utter destruction of light and void. It's when they completely annihilate each other that that fell is created. That's why you can make fell out of destroying souls. Like literally, there's a reason that soul engines. The legion has soul engines because they're making more fell out of you know ch- you know very slowly chewing up your soul. That's the whole bit. That where whole Velen's bit like- from
0: the Warcraft movie where they were talking about the drunai that were all like in cages and stuff, and he said, "Oh, it's fuel for the fell." That's a literal statement. They are fuel mm-hmm. for the fell to generate it. That's-
2: Yep, that's where fel comes from. To add to this point, I don't. Well, maybe add to this point. There's a quest you have to do for one of the artifact weapons, where like you have to activate different runes, and like if you activate the wrong ones, like from wrong schools of magic, they basically destroy you. And I would think if they ultimately came from the same source, that that might not be true. But I don't know. Well, I, I, I agree with you, your assessment, anyways, regardless of that quest.
1: I mean I think that you know some magic I mean I don't think arcane and nature and frost and so forth necessarily come from different those are literally just different schools but it's clear that light void and fell are completely different things and if you if light if light and void hit each other in exact equal and opposite amounts they destroy each other utterly and that creates fell fell is literally born out of the annihilation of those two Isn't forces Try right
2: a discipline priest? Hmm? No those cause
1: those are no those do not <laughs> Nobody cares about priests, Mitch.
2: (laughs) I would argue, but I agree.
1: (laughs) But uh, in terms of like, you know, you can see some magic comes from the same stuff. Like mages tend to use, ultimately what mages use is arcane magic. And they use it either through raw application of magic or they use it to channel frost or fire magics. Um, Druids use a kind of nature magic that seems similar to what shamans use. And shaman stuff seems similar to what, you know, monks use to a degree. So there's some overlap, but I, I definitely think some of the stuff is very different. Like, Fel seems way different than anything else. Fell almost seems like anti-magic, like it is eating other forms of, of power to, to create itself. That it's would explain why anti-magic
2: shell is green.
0: <gasps> mm. Ooh, maybe you Ooh. stumbled upon a theory, Mitch. That's actually not a bad theory. That's a pretty good theory. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that there are different schools of magic as in different kinds of magic, and I don't think that they draw power from different I think that people draw power in order to utilize those different schools of magic. Like that would be why we have Leylands and mana. That's where you get, you know, the energy and the power to pull from those various schools, but I think that they're separate things. I don't I don't think they're the same magic from different but sources. But we
2: we don't I mean, outside of the fell thing, we don't do we have an official answer anywhere in lore?
0: Um, other Is than it... that big cosmology chart in the beginning Chronicle. of Chronicle that kind of clearly points out that there's like different <laughs> areas and kind of schools and they definitely don't, you know, they don't, they aren't on top of each other or anything. I would say that that clearly indicates that they're kind of a separate thing. Um, but has yeah. anybody ever flat out said this? No, I don't think it's ever come up. I don't think anybody's ever really questioned it's, that it's... before.
2: Yeah. And reading the question, it took me a second to kind of make the distinction anyways. Okay. But.
0: All right. So our next email is from Baragorn, quote unquote, I got legendary pants. I will never hear the end of that on Cadgar, who says, hi, folks. He's got two questions here, so we're just going to answer them one at a time. He says... First question, Thrall forced the Elements to help in his Matgora against Garrosh and broke the rules of the fight. I get that, but why would Azerothian Elementals care? Wouldn't they have been rejoicing after what Garrosh did to them and Theramore? Or do all Elementals hang at the same nightclub?
1: Oh, well, I have a theory, but...
0: Give us um, your theory, Rossi.
1: Basically, it's not that he, it's not that he cheated against the Magora that bothers them. They're not the Magora rule keepers. It's that he made them do it against their you know inclination they weren't going to take part because as it, the Macora has rules they were going to stay out of it he made them do it he didn't ask them for help that's the shot that he's not a dark shaman dark shaman force elementals to do their bidding and the shaman the elementals won't help they inflict suffering upon them until they do which is what so, garage dark which is what Garage's dark shaman did when thrall used that method when he compelled the elementals against their will. He broke the protocol or agreement, if you want to, that shaman are supposed to live by. That so kind the of elementals... sacred
0: bond between yeah. shaman and the elements. The sort of are spat
1: on it. Elementals aren't listening to him, not because they're concerned about garage, but because it's it's sort of like going into someone's house as a guest and then, you know, they're like, you know, hey, would you like something to eat? And you're like, yeah, and I'm taking all of it, you know? Okay, and, and,
2: but... um. Uh, I'm assuming then this means that the elements transcend realities because he was on an alternate reality. Yeah, but
1: it doesn't matter because it's not like the elementals can't tell who you are by looking into you. They don't have – They knew
0: what Gul'dan was the second they just even, like, investigated him.
1: Once Thrall did that, he did it, and he knew he did it. So – the next time he tried to talk to elementals, the elementals are getting are getting that. They know what he did. It doesn't have to be – some elemental doesn't have to come from Draenor and knock on the elemental door on Azra and they go, guys, Thrall did a bad thing. It's part of him. It is so, who he so is. So in
2: your example, it's kind of like you know coming home after being the jerk in someone else's house and you got that guilty look on your face and mom's
1: like, what did do you, you do, boy? boy? Why do you have a cake in your pants? No yeah. reason. I just like cake. You like pants cake. Yeah, you, you stole that cake, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you can't have any more cake then. It's, well, it's, it's like that. It, it, yeah. yeah, and, and I, think,
0: I think that theory that, I think what happens directly after that fight kind of lends credence to that theory. Because when you go to talk to Thrall after that cinematic plays, it says that he doesn't want to talk to you right now. he's very quiet he's thinking about something and he doesn't want to talk and I feel like he's probably pondering the magnitude of what he just did because just for a split second there just a split second he let vengeance take over and he became a dark shaman very briefly but it happened Um, and he he knew it was wrong
2: um, side note I'm totally picturing one of the mass effect nightclubs with all the like elemental mounts just like getting jiggy like just hanging out just hanging out yeah let's picture that
1: <laughs> meeting up with Asari. okay so anyway uh <laughs> neptalon, one... what are you doing here neptalon what you that squid brought you in here months <laughs> this... ago you're supposed to be do- oh yeah i'm sorry That's where I i've been like... the
2: whole time guys didn't you get the memo
1: <laughs> i went to omega <laughs> i was hanging out
2: with aria anyway <laughs> uh... <laughs> just answer that anytime someone asks where neptalon was
0: <laughs> he was on he was on omega Hanging out at Afterlife. Okay, uh, so second question here. Just randomly, did the elementals really forgive the orcs? I can't help but wonder if, since Thrall was born on Azeroth, if that didn't make him more attuned to Azeroth's elementals, allowing him to become a shaman once he was shown how. His teachers could then have relearned how to communicate with Azerothian elementals, which in theory should have had no knowledge of what they did back on Draenor, unless, of course, the nightclub theory holds true.
1: Again, you know, if that were the case, that when they went back to Draenor in BC and it was Outland, the shamans would have lost their powers again because the sh- the there's no reason the elementals on on Outland would have forgiven or forgotten since their world got torn apart. And when you talk to them in the Grand, they're very much aware that their world got torn apart and they're they've changed the way they operate. They they even talk about it. Um, no, they, they were forgiven. They were given a second chance. That's. It's made pretty explicit in Lord of the Clans, if you read it, that Thrall's... When he f- comes to the element, it's, the, it's the, f- the mysterious fifth element, the element of spirit, the one that's almost completely used up on Azeroth, that talks to Thrall. It's not elementals from any of the four others. It's that fifth wild element that directly addresses him and says, you know, without words, you're going to get another chance. You know, through you, your people and will get another chance.
0: And it's just... Thrall, because Drek'thar mm. has been trying, and Drek'thar teaches him about being a shaman. But I don't think we see Drek'thar really do anything too shaman-ish until oh, Thrall yeah, kind of...
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, Drek'thar prepares him, but Drek'thar can't talk to the elements until Thrall has done so. Thrall, Thrall kind is the of one paved who rebuild- the
0: way for the rest
1: of them to relearn it. Mm-hmm. No, it's... They are... It's, forgiven is probably not the right word because it's not like the elements have that kind of relationship it's more of a mutual respect thing when the orcs are willing to offer that respect back to the elements the elements will give it back to them but they after what they went through and keep in mind that the orcs came to uh, to Azeroth and immediately started doing horrible fell things so it's not like Azeroth's elements were any better disposed towards them thrall had to basically sit look, you know look into me you can see what i am and that's what they did and that's Heart I feel of of like to a degree heart.
0: too. I feel like to a degree too that maybe they realized that Thrall was kind of setting himself up to be this leader, even if he didn't know it yet.
1: Yeah, that's probably so they figured,
0: that. okay, this guy is good. We're okay with him, and he's going to usher in a new age, and it's got nothing to do with all of the horrible things that they did before this. So we'll go ahead and give him a
1: second shot. What's more interesting is that you know it's probably down to player, horde, shaman that the elements didn't turn again uh in during siege of orgamar because Garrosh and his dark shaman basically broke that agreement in a big way like they used techniques stolen from the Tonka and the other ones stolen from pandarian races like the like the yangal who don't respect the elements at all
0: no they just That's... force them to do whatever
1: and so it's it's interesting it's probably down to like you know the shaman who were in you know uh, oh, Vol'jin. sorry I keep wanting to say garage but Vol'jin's rebellion the shaman that were still there the troll shamans and so forth uh, and that's also to be pointed out there's shaman in the horde who were never part of the orkish bargain there's torin and and troll and now goblin and of course pandaren shamans as well i think everybody except the blood elves can be a shaman and no undead can't be either so four to six right yeah, yeah. No. I
0: don't. I don't think somehow. I don't think that the uh, elements want much to do with the Forsaken.
1: Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's, it's goblins, what? and we know go, goblins have. You'll notice that goblins, for all that they are not, you know, goblins aren't very nice people. Goblins work with the elements just fine because they they still make respected deals. They treat them like you know, you have something I want, I have something you want. We'll work together. That's for all that goblins are predatory they can reach an arrangement and that arrangement's perfectly fine by the elements. They don't make necessarily moral judgments. They don't care necessarily if you're going to do something quote unquote evil. They care if you're going to do something that destroys the balance that makes, you know, the elements unworkable. That's when they get involved. Thrall's transgression wasn't necessarily an evil act, but it was one that violated the, the terms of the arrangement. He didn't respect them anymore. He forced them. That's, you know, the difference.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the questions there, Bergeron. And our next question is from Spencer Beard, who says, Hey, watchers. Um, Frost DK here, had a quick question about the Twisting Nether. As far as we know, the only living entities that have come out of the Twisting Nether are demons. Chronicle Volume 1, however, states that the Twisting Nether was formed in a rupture where light and shadow bled together. That suggests that there may be denizens native to the nether that are of the light. What are your thoughts about that, and what do you think those creatures might be? Thank you, Spencer Beard. I don't necessarily...
2: Hang on. What? Um,
1: well, because there's the dude who appears... You mean Lothraxian?
2: Yeah, he's still Lithraxian. a demon,
1: though, right? is a demon, but Lothraxian is very specifically converted by the light. He's not a demon not, from the oh, light.
2: Okay. That, that was converted. the one thing I was thinking of that I couldn't...
1: I, I wrote a, a KYL about this a while, like, like two weeks ago, and one of the points I made was that it's stated in Chronicle that the, the Twisting Nether is created by the bleed of light and, and void energies annihilating each other. Not just that they're in there mixing; they're not mixing. They're they're destroying each other. And when they do, the fell is born. So, I guess it's theoretically possible, but it sounds an awful lot like what you're getting is when you mix, you know, matter and antimatter together. They explosively annihilate each other. When light and, sh- and void hit in exactly equal amounts, they just destroy each other, and you get fell out of it because you get fell is what's created by that death. the the total destruction of those two forces. So I don't think it's very likely. That's just me, though. It could be
2: an interesting opportunity, though, even if, you know, it's not canon yet. Like, it could be something to explore on Blizzard's end. I wouldn't be against it.
0: What, that there's something in the Twisting Nether that's good?
2: Or, yeah, or just not even good, just not necessarily a demon.
0: Yeah, I don't really think that there's going to be anything but demons out there, though, because, like Rossi was saying, you know, the whole place is kind of, it's like born of that destruction so what thing could really live in that aside from a demon you know demons are kind of entities of chaos almost i guess if you want to call them yeah that. yeah anyway interesting question thank Good you question. Spencer beard um we've got i think we've got time for one more here and i believe that this last one we will be talking about it for a little while <laughs> <laughs> This is from Vindrios, arms warrior of the Q Nessigwara US, who says, Hello, watchers. I keep seeing people on forums and in-game saying that professions are the worst they've ever been, but I like them more than ever. Shared taps, we have quest lines and lore, and now we can craft raid-level gear and even legendaries. We can make more mounts, and we can gather mats from the creatures we encounter, more so than ever before. So, are professions winning or losing in Legion? What are your thoughts? Love, Blizzard Watch 2.0, and thanks for all that you do, Vindrios. Professions, Folks. What do we think about professions? Have you been better working than on warlords. your professions?
1: See, yeah, I, I, I want to go after you guys because I have a lot to say, but I don't want to like run over anyone, so...
2: Mitch, go. I haven't been focusing on... them. I, I never really focus on my professions. It's kind of one of the reasons I usually stick with gathering professions is because I don't really have to focus on them too much unless I want to farm money or farm items to make money. Um, They're better than warlords, that's for sure. I think in warlords, it they lost the individual meaning behind them because everyone could kind of do a little bit of everything. I think some of them, some of the quests are okay, but some, some of it feels a little too grindy, like the different ranks of the different herbalism and mining and all that stuff feels a little more gated than maybe it needs to be. Um, I, I don't think they're horrible, but again, I don't, really mess with professions all that much like my alts never really mess with professions and my main sticks to the easy ones and anytime i really do use professions it's because i either want to mount or because i want gold um so i don't hate them
0: here's my deal with professions back when i was raiding regularly all the way up through mists of pandaria i kept my professions very current i learned everything that there was to learn And I was very completionist about the whole thing, about getting recipes and making sure I had them all and that kind of thing. That kind of slipped by the wayside in Warlords because I feel like Warlords broke them. And it broke them in a bad way. Um, On the one hand, it was really convenient to be able to kind of make a little bit of everything through the garrison. On the other hand, it felt like you weren't really doing anything significant with your profession you were just making NPCs do it and you didn't really to me it didn't seem like there was really much point in doing it um, particularly yeah. since a lot of those pieces you know you could upgrade those pieces but you'd still get better from raiding it,
2: it that, wasn't... and that's, that's one of the things brought up in the, the question I don't necessarily like now you can make legendaries which is which is great a, which, which is not a bad thing but yeah. uh, you know Still, outside of the legendaries, I'm not sure there's much you can make that's better than... Like, I, I don't know how much of the gear is actually worth it. Like This is, this is what I had a done... problem with, right? Yeah.
0: While I was leveling, I wasn't really focusing on professions. And the reason why I wasn't was because I was busy leveling. So, by the time I got to the point where I could make gear for myself through my professions, I had already gotten better gear just through other means, So it didn't really feel like there was a point to even start trying to gather all of these materials and do all of this stuff. Now, I have made some stuff like, you know, I made the toys and things with jewel crafting, Um, the engineering. I still haven't got engineering maxed out. Um, yeah, I don't know why I just, I don't have it maxed out. I, I need to buckle down and work on it. I guess my,
2: my priest's mining is at like seven ninety one out of 800. Like, I, yeah,
0: yeah. It just hasn't just really been a priority. It. Now have the quest been fun? Yeah, I had fun with the quest. There was this cool chain where I had to hunt down all this stuff to get like for Reeves to get the blingtron add on. Um, there was, like, a cruel quest chain that I had to go do to get all of that stuff and get the recipe for it. But I can't actually learn that recipe until I've maxed out engineering, which I haven't <laughs> done yet. So it's just sitting in my bank until I can use it, I guess.
2: Yeah, I... Shoot, I, I had something I was going to say, and I'm, I'm blanking. What were you saying, like, a second ago? Um, the
0: stuff oh, that I made. Oh,
2: the, the gear. Like, yeah. I think I think the problem isn't entirely profession's fault. It's more that Blizzard has made getting gear from whatever aspect of the game. I get
0: better gear from World Quest than I can make with engineering.
2: Yeah, it's getting gear is, you know, no offense to people who disagree, but it's easier than it's ever been in the game, I think. It
0: absolutely is. It absolutely is. I don't raid, and I'm still over 900 eye
2: level. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. It's just it makes it a lot more difficult for professions to stay relevant when that's the state of the game where you can get gear from other sources i i feel like um and maybe this is just rose-colored glasses but burning crusade i think had professions feel very strong like i remember burning crusade was when i, I, I like
0: professions and r- brooding crusade
2: yeah I, I got my rogue like the updated maces or whatever from blacksmithing because they were so powerful but again my rogue didn't really have another means of getting weapons whereas now in the same situation uh, I could just do well. We have artifacts, but if it were gear or something like, I could just do world quests or anything really. I
1: mean, yeah, there's I little, do like, like the stuff- upgradable. So sorry, upgradable weapon, upgradable gear in this expansion requires you to, to deal with the Obliterum uh, Forge, and you it's basically not elegant. Yeah, and there's a lot of like you can you can just keep grinding and grinding and grinding and getting the thing up higher and higher, but or you could just. gather gather up some nether shards and you'll get an 880 piece with a chance for it to be up to 900, 910. I, from one I, guy. God, the thing, I totally
2: forgot about the Forge too. Yeah, and I and the hadn't thing, done that on any character until they made it basically instantly unlockable. Yeah, I the, didn't do
1: it
0: on any character yeah. because it required a bunch of like quest folder all and doing dungeons and things, and I'm like, I don't even want to mess with that. I just don't want that's not yeah. part of the game I want to mess with. Um think the thing is the is, things- is like all of the stuff that Vindrios is mentioning here the the shared taps, the quest lines, the lore, those are good things. Like those things are good. And I like that they've been implemented, but it feels like they added all of this extra stuff to professions without making the actual items that you get from prof- professions, I can't talk, without making the actual items that you get from professions any better, you know? It's like yeah. they, they fixed the process, but they didn't fix the end result. And like, yeah, I... Rossi, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you go because you, yeah, you had stuff to Rossi. say, so go
1: ahead. Well, I have two problems with professions in this expansion. One of them is the fact that it feels like if you want to get the most out of them, you have to dedicate yourself to them over other things. Like, if you want to be really good and get your professions and get all the recipes, you have to basically go to dungeons just to get the next level of the profession, then go to a, you know, and you have to focus on this a lot. And do all these quests, get all these special things. I've had drops drop for me in raid in dungeons and stuff where I had to then take it to this woman out in uh Surmar who sticks like fell iron or whatever in my body and then I have to find pieces of her friends and bring them to other people. It's like the the quests exist, but sometimes they're more they more overcomplicate things than they make anything useful. Like I'm just this is just me working on my mining. My mining is yeah. uh, why is my mining this elaborate? Why do I have to do all these steps to dig stuff out of the ground? That's not even crafting. That's just being better at digging stuff up. Um and there's all that. There's like, you know, buying recipes off certain vendors and you have to figure out which vendors they are. Then there's buying the recipe again because you have like levels in the recipe and it it really does there's feel like there's ranks and each rank yeah. makes it cheaper to make the thing that isn't really worth it to make in the first place. And then you have to take a whole bunch of stuff to the Obliterum Forge and obliterate it and then use the things you get from that to make the next item better. And it's just there's a lot, a lot of of dedication to this. I mean, I had like a set of uh, like 880 goggles that I got from crafting, but I didn't craft them myself. I bought them off the auction house because it was just easier. It cost me 50,000 gold. It probably would have cost me 50,000 gold to make the things. Or at least that much, the amount of time it would have taken me to make them. Yeah, the person that
0: was selling those was not making a profit.
1: Yeah, and it's just, so all the stuff you're saying is true. There's lots of good changes to professions, but they're not anything even remotely casual friendly. You have to kind of be a profession guy. Like, you're working real hard at it, and you're not, it's not generating gold for you. I'd make more gold if I just sold all my materials. Like I have a bunch so, of materials in my bank. I would make more gold putting them on the auction house and selling them than in any way attempting to craft items to sell. Occasionally you'll get a sale for transmog purposes, but even then the transmog, if you I've bought epics for transmog purposes and I can get them for like two, 3000 gold because you just wait till the price drops because nobody's buying them because they're not providing a, a, a mathematical improvement. You know what I mean? Like, if if you have... A, I've seen, like, epic helmets for, like, 880 on the auction house. An 880 helmet was really good before 7.2 dropped. Yeah. But 7.2 comes out. Um, you can get an 880 helmet with one, you know, with 5,000 nether shards. One invasion will get you an 880 helmet. And you'll probably, you know, if the world boss is up, you can get a 900 helmet. It just...
2: So how would you guys feel if professions, the rewards were like stupidly overpowered compared to what you could get in pretty much anything but like, say, a mythic raid?
0: Okay, here's, here's my thing with professions, right? I think that trying to make professions produce something that is competitive with raid gear, quest gear, world quest gear, what have you, I think maybe that's the wrong tactic to be taking with them. And I think that maybe we have outgrown that purpose of professions except for stuff like buff food and potions and things like that. I mean, we'll always have a use for those. But speaking particularly from a gear standpoint, I don't know if it's really worth it to be able to make gear that's that kind of a level. Because it. If you if you make the profession gear too powerful, then you devalue what you get in the raid. If you make the gear in the raid too powerful, then you devalue what you're getting from the profession. So there's a balance there that has to be struck. And I think they should just ignore that balance altogether. Take professions, rework them and make the rewards into something that isn't necessarily going to help with your performance, but maybe work on a cosmetic level. Because people are nuts about transmog. They are crazy about it. They love pretty things. So maybe... Have us make some stuff that's got unique models, really cool models, stuff that would make it worth it, but not necessarily feel like it's competing with that whole area of of world quest rewards of mythic rewards of raid reward it's not competing with that area in terms of performance value it's just it's strictly cosmetic stuff that you're working on it's fun stuff that you're working on so those professions maybe they aren't contributing to your success as a character but they are fulfilling a purpose that has valued players does that make sense
2: i would totally spend money or you know gold to if tailors could make a cloth armor like transmog set, transmog only but you know how you can get cosmetic the stuff, sets. just have yeah. them make
0: cosmetic stuff, cool new models, put your artists on making some really wacky, wild, cool designs of various things and put that in as your profession stuff you know, Yeah. I just I feel I, I like mean, I, having I them compete like the that having them compete with this other gear it's not working anymore
1: quite frankly no. that's pretty much what I use it for now anyway there's a, yeah. a set of craft. this crafted <laughs> 835, 840 epic uh, plate that I bought. The whole set, not because I I needed it, I bought it for Transmog. Um, yeah, I had, uh, you know, even when we were doing the uh, the leveling stream and we were doing our alliance characters, I I got above 830. You know, like a week and a half of world questing. Yeah, you I know you don't, you don't need this I gear. I hit
2: I hit Here's... 110 on this character last night, and he's 838, and Here's... like. Go yeah, ahead. you don't need you don't well, you don't need profession stuff. I mean, here's I could the, if here's I really the reasoning wanted to, that but... I
0: have behind this, though. and I have a very distinct reason behind this on my leveling stream character since we're talking about the leveling stream characters, right? I made my gold, I didn't make my gold through professions, I didn't make my gold through selling crafted items, I made my gold because I looted items that were very pretty, and I put them on the auction house for outrageous amounts of gold, and people paid it.
2: That dong, the dong, dong, dong. That's
0: where I got my gold from. And if people are going to pay that kind of gold for something that's pretty, well then why not work that into the whole profession aspect of things. I, you know, it's just like back in Burning Crusade, you know, you talk about Burning Crusade and how Burning Crusade had really good professions and everything, but think about it where could you get gear in Burning Crusade you could well, get yeah, it through yeah, raids, exactly. you could get it through dungeons, you could get it through heroics, and that was it um, and you know, if you were doing the big raids then that's where the best gear came from right now, there are so many different ways for you to get gear, that it's kind of pushing professions to the side so, yeah, I don't know that's my suggestion what do you guys think? do you think that there's a different way that professions could work
1: honestly i don't really I don't bother with them anymore, and I don't really think it's a point to work it, worry about making them work. One of the things I always when I mean, we make kinda, you we, bother with them let me let me put it this way. Do you remember when you guys got really excited because you made a couch yes like you you made a yeah. couch. that couch was amazing. I <laughs> That's, that's the kind of thing where, like, for blacksmithing and in engineering, I feel like they're always going to make gear. So let them make gear almost immediately upon an expansion that's decent for a few levels. And as you level up, you can make better decent gear. Not great gear, not amazing gear, but decent gear that's not super hard to make. And let that be your leveling stuff, and that's fine. When you get to 110... I'd be okay with cosmetic gear from like, you know, first blacksmithing and tailoring and so forth. Um, But I would also like it if you made other cool things. Um, Toys are always a possibility. Fun junk. Like, for instance, if blacksmiths made like a kind of like, you know, jousting dummy or something. Uh, Mounts are always cool. People are always going to want mounts. Things that aren't gear because either they're going to make it so that blacksmithing gear is... Super competitive. And quite frankly, for all you guys are going on about how great Burning Crusade was, I had swordsmithing in Burning Crusade and I hated it. Yeah, the sword thing was kind of a pain in the butt. <laughs> up, to upgrade those, first off, that they made them, they locked them so you could only get, like, you, know, you make axes or you make swords or you make maces. Secondly, to make these things, you guys are forgetting how much you had to raid to get the materials to make those things. Because once you've got the original, like, starter one and you wanted to upgrade it, you needed to raid and you needed to raid quite heavily
0: that's right cuz hyjal had like its own mining yeah.
1: nodes in it and and you needed the nether vortexes yeah and you needed you know it was i upgraded my sword all the way i upgraded the lionheart all the way to the lionheart executioner i did that when bc was still like you know burning like hyjal and, and bt had just come out so you could get weapons comparable to that sword if not a little bit better but that sword was still good. It was a. It was you. You needed to 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 do that. I had to grade so much to get that sword upgraded. And then, what did they do? They put the badge vendor in, <laughs> mm,
0: and immediately the badge, badge vendor, vendor.
1: A lot of people had a problem with that badge vendor. They put the one the, on the Isle of Quel'Danas in, and he dropped. He had items better and, than anything. Than so, even Black Temple gear. It was yeah. pretty ridiculous. Yeah, he had Sunwell-level gear, and it was like, oh, God. So I spent all that time doing upgrading this thing for nothing because I just went and bought an axe off that guy, and it was better. So, yeah. That I, sword I, looks I should, pretty cool, though, you have to admit. Uh, it did. I still have it in my bank. I didn't get rid of it. It's I'm beautiful. Not, I, I, I don't vendor weapons. I don't care yeah. that I, you know, I, I keep them. So, yeah. Blacksmithing, should. I think it should go along the line of cosmetic items. Absolutely. I think a lot of, a lot of professions should, but I think they should also make stuff. Like I really feel like we were we were heading in that direction with stuff like, you know, mounts and you know, your weird couch that you guys love so much. <laughs> toys or, you, know, you know toys. Any stuff with like where it's not gonna matter as much if if it's not as good. Cosmetics are definitely a way to go. But I also think you should you should make it easier to make okay stuff. It doesn't have to be the like, best of the best. But if it's easy to make, then you're gonna make that stuff that's kind of like, to use an ex- example, if when you hit 110, you could immediately craft a set of 850 gear, why shouldn't you be able to right now? 850 gear would be average. It wouldn't be you awesome. You could get but better it, at a world quest, but yeah, it'd be good. You, if you could make it immediately, you wouldn't have to do that thing where you go do world quests at like item level 790.
0: And kind of and, struggle you know, through them.
1: Yeah, you you could start off at a better item level and you could get better gear and it would be fine. I feel like it's the amount of effort you have to put into getting the professions up that really makes it harder to use.
0: So let's go back to Vindrios's question here, and just because we do need to wrap up the show, but just to address his question directly. Are professions the worst that they've ever been, or no? Because I don't think they are. I think no, they're better than no. Warlords.
1: I think Warlords yeah, are probably the worst I've ever seen them. Warlords or Cataclysm, depending on the profession you had. There is one exception, though. I will say this: if you are an inscription guy or I'm a jewel, so crafter, sorry if you're a scribe. Yeah, jewel crafters <laughs> are probably just about as bad as they we were. We are, in but
0: they gave us they gave us some cool stuff. They gave us some cool stuff this time around, so it doesn't feel quite as useless. But your Do- Do- crafting in Warlords was
1: pretty bad. your <laughs> crafting right now is probably slightly improved from Warlords. Inscription right now is the worst it has ever been. It's. Yeah. I think
2: Nomi sets a high bar for cooking, though. That yes. I think we can all agree on. Yeah.
1: Yes, Nomi does. So
0: yeah, um, Vidrios, the the stuff that you brought up, that is good aspects. I mean, there there are good things that they implemented, but like I said earlier, I think I feel like. I feel like what they did here was that they made the process more interesting, but the end result really hasn't gotten any better, so it's not really worth it, even though the process is cool. I don't know. There's a little disparity there. We'll have to see if they actually address that in the future. Anyway, that rests with us wraps us up for emails and it also wraps us up for the show blizzard watch it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience
1: Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, Again, if you have an email for the show, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with either blizzardwatch or podcast in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and we will be here next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.